The following is a production of Omnus.tv. On this episode of Revelator, I welcome Brian Fair from Shadows Fall and also the band Arisen from Nothing, the top movies, and much, much more, and a lot of kick ass metal here on Revelator. Delivering the goods at every freaking turn. Welcome to Revelator. I'm your host, Ryan. Thanks for having me as always. Awesome show for you here. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall and also from Death Ray Vision and Downpour will be joining us. Uh, Brian's a cool dude, man. He was on a, a show a while back called Dead Monks and Sunken Pirate Ships. Really, really great episode. I think it was pretty much the whole episode. We talked uh, microbrews and and, uh, and and football and all kinds of good stuff and jams and tracks. Um, Brian comes back on and basically the same thing, man. We have a lot of good time talking about New Shadows Fall Tour. He'll give you some information on that uh, and some past tours he's been also some of his side projects as well and uh, we'll talk a little NBA with Brian too really cool guy uh, been a, a friend of the show for a while and uh, we're always a uh, pleasure to have him on also this really kick-ass band from Washington State arisen from nothing uh, really really uh, solid metal band so uh, we got some hot uh, heavy heavy metal tonight on the show uh, we're trying, I told you a couple weeks ago, we're going to mix it up. We had Rachel and Eliza on, fantastic artists, not metal, but fantastic artists, blues, pop stuff. We had Brie Flying V, uh, who was on, uh, kind of rockabilly, rock style. Uh, so we're going to mix it up a little bit, and that's what you've, you know, I think you've kind of come to exp- when tuning in. Now, uh, we had Pop Evil on a couple weeks ago, and I was fortunate enough to, uh, be able to attend their show here in Nashville. Man. Awesome. That's a, one word describes the Pop Evil show. Awesome. Uh, Chachi and those guys are great. Got to meet them, hang out with them. Uh, their album doesn't do them justice. They are fantastic live. Uh, fantastic. I, I don't know any more to add. I mean, high energy show, uh, really, really humble guys, man. Um, guys that get it out there doing the, doing it the right way. Really kicking ass on the road and putting together some fantastic live shows. I've never seen a drummer, Chachi the drummer from Pop Evil, drum while he's drumming is juggling drumsticks with his drum tech in the middle of songs while playing. I've never seen it like that. You want to talk about badass? That's some real deal rock and rollers right there, ladies and gentlemen. Pop Evil. Uh, pleasure to have those guys uh, have been on the show several times. I believe episode 29 with Matt Dorito, the bass, uh, who also throw the fighters on that show and then... Um, um, about three or four episodes uh, back with uh, Peanut from 311 and Poppy. Well, good stuff. Um, good guests, good interviews, and kick-ass freaking music, man. Upcoming guests you expect on Revelate here in the next several shows. Uh, Sarah Mayhem, Downfall 2012, uh, Dead End Sky. Now, interesting thing about Dead End Sky is it features a lot of different members from other bands, um, including uh, Chris Howorth from In This Moment, X Five Finger Death Punch uh, member Matt Snell, uh, X uh, Filter, uh, member Jeff Fab, uh, and also Travis Johnson from In This Moment. And also the singer Kyle was the very first singer for Five Finger Death Punch. Um, so we're really excited to have those guys on in a couple weeks. Definitely check that out. Also, uh, a really cool band from Arizona called Never Let This Go. And, uh, a past guest, Luminoth, they have some new material, which is recorded, uh, with the guys from 10 years, produced from the guys from 10 years. Um, Luminoth, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Speaking of real deal rock and roll, it's Luminoth. I'm uh, really excited to hear some of their new material will be exclusive, um, uh, on our show, Revelator. So definitely check that out. 
Uh, really, really cool stuff. You know, uh, it's funny. I'm glad that uh, nobody can hear our, our my pre-show antics and, and songs that I make up. It's very incriminating. Uh, and I appreciate Mike putting the recorder um, until we're actually ready to start recording. Because um, sometimes I just I go on rants and I have no idea what I'm saying. And uh, I do song parodies that are, you know, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. You know, for those of you who, who know me, you can only imagine. For those who don't, well, we'll just say that they're just wrong and uh, they'd probably, probably be very highly offensive. But uh, let's get this thing rolling. We have Arisen from Nothing, a uh, band from Washington. TJ, the singer, will be joining us in just a moment. But first, let's hear the first song off from these guys' album. It's called We Bring the War here on Revelator. Estes Now you know it's time 
in nothing we trust here on Revelator. Before that, we heard We Bring the War. And right now, coming to the Revelator show, I bring you TJ, the lead singer from the band Arisen from Nothing. TJ, what's up, dude? How's it going? It's going pretty good. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you cutting some time out. And uh, I want to talk to you uh, first off about... Uh, the song we just heard, which is uh, In Nothing We Trust, which is also the name of uh, your guys' latest uh, album as well. Um, the video for this, um, I want to ask about that. Obviously, one about the making of the video, but also the concept of the video and the song itself. Was that a, uh, and what message you guys were trying to uh, portray there in the video, in, in, in your eyes? Uh, let's see. It was, a, it was a collaboration between everybody. We basically, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, we tried to come up with something that was kind of cool, kind of obscure, and uh, and fit in our budget. <laughs> right. So, I mean, uh, the actual uh, concept of the video was, was essentially kind of, you know, basically somebody who, uh, like, all the parts were, where it looked like I'd been kidnapped and whatever, and I'm in, like, you know, getting waterboarded and all that. It's like, <laughs> basically like waking up from a dream, being in a dream. So it was just kind of something obscure that, uh, you know, goes with our whole distrust with our government. I don't know. There's, there's lots of, of weird stuff if you notice, you know, on the walls as far as, you know, like days counted down and there's, uh, and there's just like some weird mapping and stuff like that. But, you know, we basically found, we came up with a, a fairly simple concept that, like I said, fit in our budget, um, to, uh, kind of go along with, with the album concept for our disc, um, which is, you know, through everything that's gone with terrorism and everything else and just our government acting like jackasses throughout most of the whole entire process for everything that happens in our country lately, it's just, you know, it's losing trust in the whole focus of, you know, what the nation's about, so. Well, that's obviously uh, the title of the album, Nothing We Trust. There's a, I believe this is a, uh, kind of a line from a song, and I'll read it to you, and, and, uh, and, and I'd like to have your take on it. It says, uh, what happens when the dark comes into the light? What happens when the uh, conspiracy is no longer a theory? Um, I really dig that line, uh, actually both of those lines, really. Um, and uh, I, I think you guys, you know, I'm not saying you, are you, are you, are you uh, as a, as a, Lyricist and a vocalist are, are uh, I imagine Rage Against the Machine is uh, a, a band that you probably really enjoyed. Um, is that kind of the direction you guys are are heading a little bit with with the political thing, or are you guys not going that strong with it? Or is that We're something you guys to would go like that to that strong with it? Um, I mean, I think that everything's still got to be able to be kind of open to interpretation, and I don't want to get you know all in full time kind of direct history quotes. <laughs> Right, you know, right, right. the machine would do, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as um, as the band sits with everything, you know, I think that um, you know we're not trying to be a complete rebel without a cause. You know, there's got to be something behind it. So, you know, <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, much definitely. I mean, I, I think take on it. No, I, I like your uh, your stance on it though, because I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, not to get like on a like a big tangent politically here or anything, but uh, I think there's a lot of things that go on in this country and in all aspects, whether it be state, local, you know, all the way up to the top, where you know sometimes people just you know kind of turn a blind eye or you know, and I think the media has a lot to uh, do with that with you know changing uh, the focus on things that really aren't news at all, you know. Um, and taking on well, social media blows everything out of proportion. And, you know, I mean, quite honestly, what it comes down to is like with budget deficits and just everything that goes on. If I was to go out and do my daily job as bad as our government does their job, man, I'd be fired. 
you know, but there's not really a way to just go, wait a minute, we kind of need to start over. How about you guys step out of here for a while? We're going to bring in these new people, see if they can do a better job than you. You know, it's all inside this big web of red tape that nobody can get through. And, you know, you got to always pick the best of the worst. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that is that's exactly what it comes down to is is picking the lesser of two <laughs> evils. But um, well, getting back uh, to, to the band name itself, uh, arisen from nothing. Um, do you do you recall? I know you you joined the the band a little later, and we can get into that in a moment. But um, do you recall anybody guys from the band talking about how they came up with the name, and did they ever talk to you about the names they didn't select? No, there was never anything about uh, names they didn't select. Um, I think that the actual. Uh, Name was kind of a collaboration between everybody. One of them had, like, oh, uh, like the old album had uh, the Phoenix on it. And so it was kind of that nothingness type deal. I'm not really exactly sure how the the name came about. Right on. Uh, now, uh, the band, I think, officially has been together since 2008. Uh, when did you join uh, the band, and what was your uh, your auditions like, man? Uh, I joined the band in 2011, at the end of 2011. It's been three years, a little over three years. So, no, it was the end of 2010. No, it was the end of 2011. So it's been almost three years. I think it'll be three years in September or something. But, um, you know, it was funny. They, uh, it's really kind of comical. We, they actually, you know, they started writing new material. And I'd actually gone to um, a recording studio and just kind of started, you know, getting some rough stuff down. And, um, you know, their singer ended up quitting during that time period, but, you know, they still kept working on the music. And then uh, they actually sent me a couple of tracks when I answered an ad through Craigslist. And uh, I sat down on, on one night with uh, with two of the songs and, and sent them back, like, you know, full takes, full songs and like two days and they were pretty blown away. Like, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty cool that, you know, you had some recording gear at your house and you could throw it down. It sounded awesome. And, you know, we'd like to see if you can actually come out and do it live. And, um, you know, I went out there and then they, they kind of gave me the cold shoulder, like right on, you know, you did good, but you know, Oh, we got, you know, lots of other people we got to talk to and whatever. And basically, you know, they were all stoked and just didn't want to say anything to me. So they let me stew on it for like three or four days before they called me back. And then, had me come back out, so that yeah, was pretty cool. That was pretty much awesome. the whole process. I mean, it went on for a little longer than that, just as far as you know, me talking back with Troy, guitar player, and you know, then talking with Eric, and you know, in, in between all that whole time when we started recording our album, we had everything, all the music tracked, and and then uh, then our drummer left the band. So, hmm. that damn drummers, you it's know. You know? <laughs> yes, it's been uh, an evolution in the band as far as uh, all that going down. So, but you know, I and, mean, sometimes uh, you know, interesting. Uh, no, I imagine so, man. I mean, sometimes you know, you know, you get a new drummer or bass player, or you know, you inject some some new energy into the band too. We a lot of people talk about, you know, yeah, we had this lineup and you know, we did this album and you know, this happened, that happened, and um, you know, life got in the way or whatever for this person, and they had to. You know, pursue other things, which you know, things like that happen. But sometimes, you know, when you interject someone new into the band, that's a new energy, uh, kind of a different outlook, a different sound, obviously, uh, as well, especially as a drummer. Um, how does that blend with been been for you guys? 
Well, this is the thing that's really funny is so we we had another drummer come in and we had our album completed. We hadn't released it yet, and we were like, we need to get a drummer because we need to play this stuff live. And so we found a drummer and uh, went out and uh, you know started playing, and everything was going really good. And then we just kind of separated ways. It was it was kind of a mutual thing. You wanted to do something different. We were trying to go a little bit different in in writing some new stuff, and uh, we're actually currently playing with the drummer that recorded all the drums on the album. He's been, he's basically been our guy for the last year, almost, and helping us out with all of our shows. Um, he's in another band, and that's kind of like, like his deal, so, you know, he's, like I said, he's just helping us out, but we currently have uh, another drummer that, that we've brought in that we're not going down the road of okay, we've got all this material and you've got to learn it and, and blah, blah, blah. We've just been actually more been in writing mode because, um, you know, we've been playing this disc for the last couple of years almost now live. And, you know, we've just, because of all the, the drummer drama, we haven't really had a, a time to sit down and focus and say, oh, we want to, you know, write some new stuff. So that's what process we're in right now. So it's going pretty cool. Very cool, man. Now, uh, obviously, in the writing process, uh, taking you know, obviously, you know, trying to expand your music and try to ex- ex- expand the sound of the band. Um, what uh, what direction do you guys see yourselves going? You guys, uh, you know, trying to mix it up a little bit, you know, with harder stuff. Some maybe uh, unless like you know, not like going to do like love ballads or anything, but maybe you will. I don't know. I mean, uh, um, is there anything out? You know, any hints you can give us as far as what to expect uh, from some of the new tracks. We're going to hear actually a, a new track. I think some people have heard live from you guys, but a lot of people are probably going to hear for the very first time on a recorded, uh, which is uh, eight years. But um, what can uh, your fans and, you know, new fans expect to uh, hear from you guys? Uh, I think that, that all in all, it's going to be, it's going to be a little heavier, um, but it's still going to be melodic. Um, it's not going to be like how eight years right now, you know, it's, I guess, I mean, it's got a little bit of elements of prog to it. Um, some of our stuff also had, um, some elements that's kind of like prog to it and, you know, just lots of parts and, and whatever. I think that we're going to keep everything a little more contained, um, how some of the songs on our current disc are, um, and, you know, really just want to, be able to keep a groove and a bounce. Um, but I would personally like to do some, some more chantier type things. And, uh, I think that's, that's kind of the way that we're going right now. I think it'll be pretty cool. You know, we don't want to have it come out and sound so different that people are like, Oh my God, what the hell are they doing? But, you know, at the same time, I think that it's just a natural progression that happens that you're going to start sounding a little bit different. Um, so I think that's, that's our challenge with ourselves is to, be a little different than what we had on our first album, but still keep it enough the same that, um, you know, all of our fans instantly know, like, oh, it's AFN, so. Now, uh, as a vocalist, when you're doing these uh, these tracks and, you know, you know, in these time changes, the progressive uh, time changes in the music, is there a, um, is that, does that uh, have a, a pretty big impact on your voice live with some of those, or is that something you guys kind of, you know, obviously you're rehearsing it and you've obviously played the songs quite a bit, but, uh, does that kind of push you, uh, vocally alive? 
You know, it, it does sometimes, uh, depending on uh, what we're doing. We've gone through, we've made some uh, set list changes, um, you know, because it's basically, it's all about, you know, mainly just getting kind of warmed up. And uh, so there's a couple, there's two different songs that we like to open up with live. Part of that has to do with, because, you know, I've asked the guys, like, hey, can we do these ones just because, you know, it's easier for me to get into the flow um, with that and, you know, everybody's totally cool about it, and, and yeah, but I mean, live, it, it definitely, it is, but, you know, I mean, really, we've got a pretty intense live show, um, I'm pretty energetic on stage, and it's, um, there's, there's a lot of adrenaline, and a lot of, you know, pent-up energy for the show that, that just gets released, so, you know, it's, it's not really, um, that much of a strain, unless you really sit there and focus on it, you know, but, we haven't really, we've been fortunate to not really be making like too many major mistakes live. So, and you know, we always come out of it all good. Nobody freezes up and like, Oh shit. But you know, at the same time, it's, it's one of those things where, um, I remember when I was younger and in other bands and stuff and we kind of screw up and everybody kind of frees up. And then it's like, all of a sudden you, there's like this weird confidence kill for a second. And you know, then you're, you struggle to kind of get back into the zone, but no, it's been, uh, it's been fantastic. It's it's actually, uh, I think that's that's what I'm trying to focus more for uh, when we're writing new music is uh, is doing stuff that is just pretty much more uh, instead of really trying to push the boundaries for. Oh, you know, I want to I want to write this crazy you know album so that other musicians just think that I'm awesome or whatever is. It's like, you know, do what comes supernatural and do what you think you know some of the fans are gonna like and what you know, what you know is going to just come out rad live and, and focus on that because, you know, it's, to me, it's really, it's all about the live show more than it is, you know, all about, you know, the CD and everything. I mean, granted, you know, we want to put out a, a quality product, but, you know, I think that's where my head is with it mostly. Well said, man. Now, uh, with, with the uh, the live aspect, uh, do you guys have anything coming up right now? Or are you guys kind of taking a step back during the writing process? And uh, have you guys set a deadline for a for a release at any point? Have you guys said, hey, we want to have this done by, you know, I don't know, October or uh, January of fifteen or anything like that? We haven't yet. I'm sure that there will be a discussion, and somebody will try to start putting dates on a wall here in the next month or so. Um, as of right now, not yet. Um, Yeah, that's all right, man. There you go. We're right on. Um, well, here, here's a here's a new track, uh, which is eight years. Which I before the interview we kind of talked about. Uh, this was kind of an older song where you guys had, had kind of, you know, pulled off off the heap and and kind of reworked it and redid it. Um, what do uh, people who are hearing this for the first time, uh, which you know, obviously going to I would guess make the new album when it, when that time comes. Uh, what do they need to know about this particular track? Eight years. It's actually uh, it's. <laughs> If I was to be completely honest about it, um, this track is, is was written, um, and it is about the frustrations of parenting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, you relate to that. <laughs> um, you know, if, if anybody wants to sit there and try to read too deep into the lyrics and think, oh, my God, that guy must be an asshole or whatever, you know, it's, it's still <laughs> not true. But, um, you know, there is a certain toll and some mental anguish that your children can put you through sometimes and oh my gosh you know it makes you just right. want to snap so 
<laughs> right? Like, but that, I, that, I've was, changed that was my inspiration for that track, quite honestly. So There you go. I've said no 10,000 times today. I've changed three shitty diapers. I need a drink, you know? Like, and I didn't. And I didn't put you in the figure four leg lock. You're fine, you know. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey, uh, TJ, man, uh, thanks for cutting some time out. We appreciate it. Hey, when the new album, uh, whenever that time comes around, man, keep us in the loop, man. Uh, come back on, and uh, we'll play some new tracks for sure, man. Absolutely. All right, brother. Hey, this is uh, arisen from nothing here on Revelator. Eight years. Yeah, every and every day All of this is- 
Arisen from Nothing here on Revelator. That is In Nothing We Trust, which is also the name of the uh, album as well. I look for new material from those guys coming very shortly. Uh, thanks to TJ, the singer from Arisen from Nothing, for coming on, uh, cutting some time out for us. More information about Arisen from Nothing in this particular episode of Revelator. Head on over to omnes.tv. Again, that's O-M-N-E-S dot TV. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook slash omnes.tv. Again, that's O-M-N-E-S dot TV. You can also find me, Ryan, underscore unsigned on Twitter. I'm on there uh, yeah, probably more than I should be. Um, but hey, you know, definitely check me out. Uh, got all kinds of fun stuff that I tweet here and there, and uh, sometimes the filter is not on. So um not saying you're going to hear one of my crazy parody songs on there, but maybe you will. Who knows? Um, with that being said, uh, a guy that I'm a huge fan of and uh, has been fortunate enough to, to donate some time, Brian Fair, will be joining us in just a moment. For those of you who are not familiar with Brian Fair, uh, he is the lead vocalist for Shadows Fall, the Grammy-nominated band Shadows Fall, uh, also the lead singer for Death Ray Vision, featuring members of Kill Switch and Gage, and he's got a new project, Downpour Metal, which we'll talk about a little bit in just a moment. But this is... Uh, the next song we're going to hear is actually Shadows Fall Unknown, their latest album, Fire in the Sky. Check it out. Shadows Fall Unknown here on Revelator.
Shadows Fall here on Revelator, and I'm joined now by Brian Fair from Shadows Fall, Death Ray Vision, Downpour Metal. Hey, man, uh, welcome back to Revelator, man. See, you're a busy dude, man. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of stuff going on, you know. i got to stay busy. Uh, uh, it's the only thing that really keeps you uh, able to kind of get all those musical itches out. You know, you got to have a ton of projects. Plus, uh, you know, these days, uh, it's so much easier technology-wise to record albums with different people, like, around the the country that you know that, that kind of has changed the game a little bit where side projects actually happen instead of just get talked about on a tour bus you know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I imagine you know technology has definitely changed the game in a lot of aspects as far as the music industry man and uh, i know you you took a little time off last time we you know we were talking uh you know talking family i know your wife uh, uh just had a baby i i believe uh, uh she's what just turned a year old right just turned a year old, yeah, about a, about Congrats, a week ago man. or so. So it was crazy that a year went by that fast. And uh, it was an amazing year, you know. She's, like, changing every day pretty much. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, we kind of laid low from the road last year. I, I did a couple short tours, um, but just really wanted to be home through all that. And uh, and it definitely changes your perspective on pretty much everything. So, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I feel like it's going to affect things in the future as far as how much uh, away, you know, from home I want to I want to be. So, you know, but uh, definitely been a crazy, crazy year that just blew by. I can't believe it's already been a year already. Yeah, man. Uh, my my son just turned two, and it's one of those things where you know, like the first year, like you're like all oh, these, you know. But from year one to year two, man, is uh, you know, the ch- the change is just is remarkable especially the movement becomes better they start getting into everything uh you'll say no like a, a more than you ever thought you'd ever say the no word no ever in your life you know like no <laughs> you don't you can't grab that no you can't you know and like finally you're like all right yeah whatever you know you can play with that whatever you know so everything yeah. uh, it's, it's one of those things where like i think i have the house baby proofed and then you realize you don't you know so like there's you know, always something they can get into, and they prove, you know, they just keep stepping their game up. That's the thing, you know. So you got to just keep evolving, you know, as, a, as baby protection goes. <laughs> right. Yeah. We need like come up with like uh, the heavy metal uh, heavy metal guide to baby proofing your home, you know. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's our next. That's our future <laughs> side project. There you go. Right. Well, uh, I know last time we talked, Brian, uh, you, you were uh, getting ready to do a run with Hatebreed. Well, obviously, uh, no strangers to the road with those guys, man. How did that run go for you, man? Oh, it, was, it was great, man. Uh, it was a killer lineup. Uh, like you said, I mean, we've, we've been playing shows with Hatebreed since the beginning of his band in 96, you know, so and, and I've actually been playing shows with Jamie going back to the early 90s. So, you know, it's always fun when you tour with, with a band that you're not only friends with, but... Uh, just you know i've always been into musically so it makes every night just fun and, and their crowds is such a great crowd to play in front of because you know they're there just to destroy the place you know so right, right. <laughs> it's just a high energy show we also we had the acacia strain with us who are just you know super brutal heavy and you know just uh kind of a cool mix you know battlecraft dudes were out on that run uh, it's just a cool mix of different types of metal that all made sense together you know very cool, man. Yeah, no, uh, those, those hate breed shows, man. That's a uh, that's that's a real deal. Uh, tear down mosh pit stuff, right there, man. You better uh, you better strap your boots on tight if you're going to get in the pit for hate breed, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, now uh, you also did a run, uh, I believe, Russia, um, UK, Germany, France, Italy. I'm probably missing a few there too, but uh, the the metal all star. No, yeah, it was actually mostly Eastern Europe. Uh, it was a lot of countries I've never been to, and it was it was the metal all stars Europe tour. It was. Uh, uh, some of the performers were, you know, Zach Wilde, Joey Belladonna, uh, Udo, uh, Max Cavalera, uh, you know, just uh, guys from Ministry on drums, a few, uh, 
it was just a killer like kind of lineup that where we we each kind of did a couple of our own tunes and some cover songs and you know kind of jammed along i was doing like slayer raining blood with max cavalier on vocals and, and just switching on and off so it was definitely like the, the most different tour i've ever been on you know like where it's just rotating you know musicians and all this chaos but uh definitely one of the cooler experiences because uh, it was because it was a lot of like one in a lifetime sort of opportunities and you know, like that's never going to happen again type of stuff so and also just getting to other countries like you know belarus and latvia and uh you know, uh, Romania, Turkey, it was pretty crazy to, to go to some places that Shadows Fall had never been and to see kind of the response that uh, the Shadows Fall material got was pretty awesome. So definitely a cool experience, pretty hectic experience. You know, it was like 30 people traveling together, trying to learn like 50 songs in like a few days, you know, so that was a little insane, but, uh, but, it, but we pulled it off. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Uh, is it, I mean, obviously I, Touring uh, overseas has got to be a, a big challenge overall, especially heading to countries you've never been. Um, you ever uh, lose any luggage or uh, you know anything kind of crazy happen to you while you lay over? I think I remember you saying something that you got laid over in Russia or something, right? We, we've had so many crazy things happen. We've had you know gear go missing. We've had you know the crazy insane delays where you're running into the show. We we literally got to an airport on this run where all the computer systems went down. So they hand wrote our, our boarding passes. So we're walking up the security with like, just like scribbled blue pen, like tickets are like, this, <laughs> this is just not normal. You know, <laughs> so right. it was pretty crazy. But, uh, uh, but the, and the other, just logistics of traveling with that many people, that many guitars alone. Luckily they were carting a lot of our gear, you know, or getting it for the specific shows, but just that, it, so something's always going to be go wrong. It's like a box of puppies you put down and they all jump out. When you get one in, the other one, two jump out the back. So, you know, it's like <laughs> trying to be the ringleader of all that shit. I'm sure it was probably pretty hectic, but, uh, but you know, that's, that's what you get when you get a traveling circus. Well, it sounds like a fantastic uh, tour, man. Uh, do, do you ever see anything uh, like this coming to the States? I, I know, you know, like, you know, the heavy metal scene is, and even the rock and roll scene in general hasn't been uh, very prominent in the States in, in a lot of uh, circles. Do you see a tour like that uh, coming back? Uh, I know, you know, obviously uh, Mayhem Festival and things yeah, like that, but... um, They've kind of talked about trying to expand just to know All-Stars idea. I know a few different people want to kind of take the ball and run with it. And I know they've talked about South America and even Asia, but I I know the states they want to do. It's just, yeah, they could actually pull, like, a lineup like we had for the Eastern Europe one. You just don't know if it would have that same kind of draw in the states because we were playing, like, arenas and, like, some big places, you know? So right. it, it would be interesting to see what they how they would do in the U.S., if they would either go with more like mainstream bands or if they would go more underground, you know, and like make it smaller. So I think it could really go either way. But I feel like the idea, once the people kind of saw that it could happen, uh, will kind of get the ball rolling, you know? Because uh, at first, I mean, there was people who were like, there's no way this can be pulled off, you know? And then once you kind of get the first one under your belt, other people are, are a little less hesitant, you know? <laughs> so we were basically the guinea pigs, you know, for the Battle All Stars. We just got thrown in, this, in there and just had to figure it out. So now everyone who gets to come along after us will get on like a nice cushy ride, you know. <laughs> right. No, I I think it would be cool to have, you know obviously a lot of logistics, uh, you know, booking a lot of different things involved there with putting something together like that in the states. But um, man, I'd like to see more uh, more uh, hard rock uh, metal festivals like that. There, like I said, there's not it's not not like it was you know 15, 20 years ago. Things have changed quite a bit. But um, I know you guys uh, as Shadows Fall have a big run coming up. Um, 
you guys are playing, I don't know, pretty good handful of shows, uh, playing some small clubs. Um, is that just kind of get out there and, you know, kind of get your chops going? And um, I know yeah, last time. Well, it, it really, it kind of started as, uh, you know, we haven't played any shows out in a little while. And it started as a, just a weekend, a long weekend of kind of New England area shows we were going to do. And, and the idea was to play some smaller places uh, with mostly local bands or all local bands and just kind of, you know, make it like a cool little weekend where we kind of check out the scene and just kind of get back on stage. And once some promoters in other towns heard about it, they kind of were like, hey, man, we would love to uh, kind of, you know, expand on that and have some local bands play. So us and uh, Dead by Wednesday uh, decided just to kind of expand it from a long weekend into like a about a three-week run. Uh, and we're playing a lot of either smaller cities we've never been to or places we haven't been in a long time. So that'll be another cool thing, like just, you know, instead of, there's no real major market cities on this one. We're playing like, you know, uh, just places that are kind of off the radar national touring wise. So that'll be fun. And we'll also get to see some, some cool local bands and check out the local scene, but also help some clubs kind of get, uh, maybe more of a national, uh, touring presence in their, their, their towns and just let people know like, Hey, this place is killer. And like, you know, they, they can handle it and pull it off. So, uh, it should be fun, man. We're, we're doing a set list kind of covering not only our whole, you know, like catalog, but also busting out some songs we've never played before and some we haven't played in years just because, you know, years of touring, we were looking at the set list, we're like, we got to mix it up, man. Let's pull out some random shit, you know? <laughs> so, right, right. So we're having some fun and just mixing it up. So uh, it, sh- it should be fun, man. It's going to be a fun run and really one of the only U.S. runs we're doing this summer. Uh, and then we'll see what happens kind of as the year rounds out. But uh, those are really the only U.S. shows booked now. And then we're heading to Europe uh, the end of August with Unearth. So uh, yeah, hopefully people can make it out these shows. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be packed, sweaty little club shows. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think uh, you guys are going to be in Louisville one of these nights. I- I'm in Nashville, so I may have to I may have to make the trek up there uh, to see you guys. You I go, think sometime trip, in July, man. Yeah, so I'll make the trek up. Trip, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, a couple hours. Yeah, you know, to get see you guys, I love to see you guys, man. It's been a long time since I've seen you guys play live, man. Um, now, uh, on this run, uh, you mentioned songs that you know maybe no one's heard before. Is there any new material you guys might kind of squeak out there a little bit and kind of test how the crowd's going to react? Uh, well, more just like playing stuff that we've always kind of wanted to do live, just that never made it into a set list before. And some are songs that people have asked us to play for a while, and. That was one of the problems we run into just being a band for over 15 years when you're coming up with a set list, you're like, damn, we got a lot of records, you know? Right. <laughs> so this was kind of the like, let's not worry about playing the video songs or the songs that people like expect to hear. Let's kind of mix it up a little bit and uh, bring out some tunes we haven't in a while. So, and as we started jamming, man, we were just, we were having fun for ourselves just because, you know, you play those, some of these songs, just we've been playing some of them for years and years and years and years. So, uh, it's it's nice for us to also just have some fresh material uh, while we're on stage to kind of have see something coming up, you know, and get like stoked to play it. So very cool, man. Now, uh, did, uh, any uh, lyric problems? You go back and be like, man, we haven't played this, oh, you know, this song in a while. And you're I like, oh man, so much stuff. you have no idea, man. <laughs> I'm listening to it and I'm like, yeah, okay, I remember this tune, but as far as what I actually said right there, I'm like, nope, I should probably do a little research. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for the internet you know has knows your lyrics better than you do so you, just, you know awesome. quick google search and you're good to go there you go man yeah i was just, I was just gonna say you probably get it you know google lyrics shadows fall like oh yeah okay yeah yeah i remember that now yeah and a lot of times you get it's more of a panic thing where it's coming around and you're like oh my god i have no idea what the first line is but usually usually when it gets there memory kicks in and you're like all right i got it but 
that's not always the case. So you really should do your homework, you know. <laughs> Don't rely too much on muscle memory. There you go, man. Um, now we, we mentioned the downpour, uh, the metal track, uh, you know, uh, at Downpour Metal, which is your other side project. Uh, the song Serpentine, which you know we talked before, you know, kind of a demo and just kind of, kind of blew up, and you know, you're on, you know, end up on XM and stuff. It's a really cool track, man. Um, it, I know you guys are kind of working on, you know, putting on some uh, some material. Do you have a date set for uh, this summer at all, or is that kind of, you know, maybe on hold yeah, with I- with the tour coming up or? <laughs> There's no date because the way the, the way Downpour even came together is uh, uh, my friend Derek, who uh, he played in Unearth and Seamless with Jesse from Kill Switch, and he played in Kingdom of Sorrow, a bunch of other bands. He actually played in Shadows Fall for a minute before Jason joined the band and uh, helped us out when we were looking for a new drummer. He had been working on songs with some other guys I knew from Massachusetts for like a year and a half, two years, and they were just really spending all that time just getting stuff tight, and they didn't have a singer, and they talked to a few people. And then finally he just hit me up. He's like, Hey man, you know, I got these tunes and I was just super stoked on them. So, uh, we just wanted to, since they'd already taken so much time writing them, there was no rush to like do a record, you know? So I, I, I think I've recorded vocals for six of the, ton- the songs for the album and we're going to slowly kind of just do the other ones when we have time and, and just really approach it where the record will be done when we're as, you know, like when it's finally what we always kind of, envisioned it being when not settled before then. And it's kind of one of the nice things. We don't, we don't have a record label. We're not doing anything like that. So we kind of have that, that sort of, uh, uh, opportunity to kind of take our time like that. Since the, all the main tracks are recorded and we just have to do vocals now, we'll just kind of, you know, chip away at it when we can here and there. And, uh, but man, I'm stoked on these songs. Uh, this record's coming out unbelievable. And, uh, really, uh, just a different approach to metal, you know, than, than anything I've done with Shadows Fall or even Overcast or Death Ray back in the day. Uh, it's just a lot more kind of vibey to it. You know, there's a real Pantera feel, but there's also a lot of like kind of cool trippiness and some just some different kind of weird stuff. So it's, it's been fun, man. Well, I, I encourage everyone to definitely check out the, uh, the lyric video you guys made with the storm cloud video. Um, yeah, do, yeah. do you know, uh, do that? I love that footage, man. Do you know uh, where that footage came from or who shot that at all or? Uh, I, I don't know who shot it. It was, uh, these, just these super cells that, uh, this, this, uh, kind of video director guy, uh, a friend of ours just put together and it was killer, man. Cause I, I just, I sent him a still photo of just some crazy super cell storm clouds and was like, just kind of go with this and just, you know, that kind of vibe. And he just came up with a sick video. So, uh, it was killer, man. And, uh, I was glad cause of, you know, I always like to include, lyrics and stuff so to have a lyric video where people can actually see what the tune is about was pretty cool so and uh right you know that, that, i think that's a cool new thing that's kind of become part of the music scene the whole uh, lyric video idea very cool man no uh hey you know man i we're always gonna support you man you've been cool with us uh you know you know gosh it's been over a year you know since you've you know supported us and stuff so uh hey man, anything you got going on down the pike man you, you can always count on us to have your back man you're a cool dude uh, and uh Appreciate it, man. No, I definitely appreciate you guys spreading the word. And, uh, you know, I, I always have a million projects, so I'll have something to talk about at some point, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right hey man it, everything you've done man I, i've always enjoyed you've always been a cool dude and um like i said I, I don't know if you remember meeting me years ago we we you know we sat and bullshit and watched basketball and drank beer at the old Alrosa and stuff which you guys are playing july 4th i believe uh yes yes uh, kind of a crazy uh fourth of july throwdown there <laughs> 
Yeah, man, it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Uh, talking about, you know, I know you guys did the ride for dime thing uh, this summer. Yeah. You know, that being obviously the last place there, so kind of bittersweet on Fourth of July there. But uh, I'm sure uh, dime yeah, bag will be in spirit. It, you guys tear it up, man. That's the one thing is uh, we we played there not too long ago with Kill Switch, and uh, you know it, it was real. I think it was really hard for us to even kind of just come to terms with playing there at first, but then you realize it, it's not the building's fault, and it's not the the people who ran the club like sort of have that right. vibe. It was more about like let's bring some good times back to this building. Let's put some good music in there. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to spend the last, you know, six weeks of Dime's life with him. So we decided to pay tribute and do like some Pantera covers and like have some fun with it and like just keep the spirit in the room and, and just not have it as like a, a gloomy vibe to it. Just really kind of bring the celebration and party that Dime was about. So. And I think we'll do that same thing again on, on uh, in July. Awesome, man. Yeah, Dime wouldn't have any other way, I bet, man. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, I know you're a sports junkie, man, uh, like I am. Uh, what's your uh, pick on the NBA Finals uh, with the series tied up 1-1 and the game three yeah, tonight? You know, you know I, if uh, watching the Spurs kind of give away game two at the end there was, was kind of swung me where I'm like, all right, this is probably not definitely going to go the distance. Whereas after the game one, I, you know, I was like, if they can get two, I can see the Spurs winning six. But now, I don't know, that's going seven. And I just feel like... LeBron is going to somehow find a way to win another ring and piss me off further. And just, I don't even want to think about them. The Spurs, you know, like saying the Spurs might win because that'll just jinx them on, and it'll be my fault. So I'm just going to watch it without making any sort of predictions and just, you know, just hope the king fails. <laughs> Hey, well, you know, I mean, uh, as uh, I, I grew up outside of the Cleveland area, so as a uh, Cleveland sports fan, I I agree one hundred percent with you. You know, yeah. Um, and as a Cleveland sports fan, you're just used to disappointment in general. So, yeah, you know, well, you know, yeah, this is also true. Although, like, like, hopefully, uh, we can at least we can at least enjoy LeBron not winning, even if you can't if you can't win yourself. You know. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's sad. That's like uh, the NBA draft. You know, uh, everyone was like, "Oh, the Cavs that we stole." And like, I'm like, "No, no." I was like, "You don't understand." I was like, "We we basically just been rewarded for sucking." That's what we got the number yeah. one pick for. That and probably Dan Gilbert has someone sex tape or something. They're like, "Here's another number one pick. Don't screw this one up too." You know? Yeah, so. exactly. It's like the only thing they win is the lottery, which is the only thing you kind of don't want to end up in every year. You know? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you win the lottery three out of four seasons, you're being rewarded for being awful. You know? So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but it, we, uh, it's been a it's been a fun NBA playoffs. Yeah, the first round was insanity. Uh, then it kind of you know then things kind of went the way I figured they were going to. But that first round was was a lot of fun to watch. So yeah, and you know finals, what, man, hopefully hopefully it just goes six or seven at least to be a long you know like a good series. And I mean I'd love to see Tim Duncan get another ring, but uh, I don't know. That's, that, Miami when they want to really just clamp down at the end of a game, they can just stop you from scoring for like four or five minutes straight. I mean, it's crazy. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh, LeBron is uh, on another level. I mean, there's no doubt that I, th- I think he's the best basketball player in the world. I think that's yeah, there's no dispute there. But uh, there's something no. about San Antonio. You know, we're, like early on when they were winning, it was kind of like ah, they're boring, and and now they you know they're a little bit different team than they were uh, in, you know in the early mid 2000s. Uh, I'd like to see yeah, Tim they're, Duncan. They're, is, they're more of an offensive team than people think because they they score. Yeah, you know, like they score points. Uh, they just do it like by passing the ball, ball movement, you know, things like that. So they're not just. Lob City, like the Clippers, is dunking on everyone, making the highlight reels. But they're, they're you know, they're definitely more of an offensive team than I think people think. But uh, uh, that's they just pass so well. Both teams, though, even the Heat, yeah, you know, they're not a selfish team, even though they have guys who could all dominate the ball, you know. So, but honestly, yeah. I think if Wade, 
was 100% healthy and Bosch, like, just, I mean, would do anything. I think they would have this easily, but I don't know. I don't think LeBron can do it by himself. Let's see what happens. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I just... It's going to be fun to see him. And I, one of my favorite players on the Spurs, a guy who doesn't get a lot of respect in the league, is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, that guy is fantastic. He's just like utility guy, man. He does everything. Scores. Uh, fantastic player to watch, man. It's pretty basketball. It's good to see good basketball as opposed to, you know, the ISO stuff and the, you know, the one-on-one and everybody, you know, dogging it on defense and stuff. It's good to see good quality uh, basketball in the finals. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, hey, uh, Brian, I'll let you get a uh, get a move on, man. I know you got a lot going on. Hey, I appreciate again, man, for uh, you know cutting us some time. We appreciate it, man. No worries, man. Thanks for spreading the word about the Shadows Fall tour, and uh, yeah, people can just kind of keep an eye out for that downpour. It, uh, I, I feel like we're going to probably finish recording this summer. We'll probably do like some sort of crowdfunding campaign with uh, more details, you know, coming soon. But uh, definitely keep an eye out. You know, follow either me on Twitter or the Shad Facebook page or any of that stuff. We'll keep you updated. Death Ray Vision featuring Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Brian, ah, oh, freaking heavy metal dude. I freaking love that dude, man. He's awesome. Uh, one of the coolest, most humble guys you, you ever come across and talk with. Uh, always willing to uh, take a little extra time and chat a little, little man about music, family, you know, life, sports, basketball, football doesn't matter. Brian's a one cool dude, man. Uh, best of luck on the road, brother. Uh, talk to you soon. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode as much as I did, man. Brian's a cool cat, arisen from nothing, really up and coming metal band out west. Uh, again, go on over to omnis.tv. Again, that's omnis.tv. Click on episode number 63 for more information about uh, what Brian Fair and Shadows Fall are up to and also uh, future plans for Arisen from Nothing. Keep in mind, uh, the future guests that I talked about in the earlier show, awesome, fantastic guests from all different genres, rock, metal, everything. Really, really cool stuff. Mike, fantastic job as always. Everybody out there listening uh, and, and supporting us and retweeting the links and favoriting the links, we appreciate it. Um, you know, just, you know, Keep spreading the word, man. T- tell your friends, tell your family, hold them down in the room, force them to listen with earbuds. I don't care how you do it. Just, just help us out, man. Get it out there, you know? Uh, hey, it seems harder to enjoy the finer things in life. Until next time, do so. This was episode 63, Handmade Boarding Passes. For show notes, for links to topics discussed on this episode of Brother Letter, or to experience previous episodes, head on over to omnes.tv. That's O-M-N-E-S dot TV and click on Brother Letter. Thanks for listening.